Hello and welcome to Adam Analyzes. My name is Adam and I'll be your host. One of my favorite things that goes across all media is the chance to experience a film or music or whatever, something that I love, in a completely new and different way. Thankfully, with the release of Sony's Ghostbusters, the Ultimate Collection, which from what I see is now completely sold out everywhere, I, along with all the countless fans of Ghostbusters, can experience the original film in a whole new way. I think it's time to announce the movie. Starring Dan Aykroyd, Bill Murray, Harold Ramis, and Ernie Hudson, this is the Ivan Reitman-directed Ghostbusters, the preview cut. For this episode, I'm going to be talking about the set itself and what I think of the actual build quality and all of the special features that are included. I didn't have time to go through all of them just yet. This is being recorded on a Thursday, which is usually later than normal for me. And I just got this in yesterday. The one thing that I immediately wanted to check out was the preview cut of Ghostbusters. It's something that I've been anticipating ever since this was announced to be included with the set. It was actually the one thing that pushed me over the edge to decide that I wanted to actually order this set, as opposed to just buying Ghostbusters Afterlife. In the past, I have purchased Ghostbusters probably just as much as what I have some of the other films that I love, such as Star Wars or Indiana Jones. I seem to always get suckered into purchasing that new set because, hey, they included this or that with the movie. Judging by the packaging here on this new set, I gotta tell you, it is really nice, which I'll get to that in a little bit. So, Ghostbusters the preview cut. Is it worthwhile watching? Well, yes, if you're a fan, you definitely want to see this version of the film. It's mostly the same movie, of course, but there are alternate takes of scenes. There's extensions to scenes. And overall, it's just really nice to experience this film in a whole new way. There is no score, no music whatsoever, so things get to be a little awkward sometimes. But if you've ever seen a rough cut of a film like a work print or early version of a film, it should come as no surprise with that. The big surprise for me was the fact that this was completed before the special effects were even done, so this rough edit of the movie has next to no special effects. If you're looking for the library ghost or Slimer, you're not going to see them here, but with Slimer, you will actually hear the noises that he makes. It's not exactly funny because the effects aren't there, but it is funny in a different way. It's funny that maybe these guys are just crazy con men going around and telling people that there's ghosts in their place and they don't really exist and they're not there. So honestly, it was one of the things that added to the enjoyment of it. Not just the fact that I got to see this version of the movie that was not really meant for mass consumption, but now we can experience it. Just the fact that it's largely the same, but radically different at the same time. I love being able to experience movies in different versions. I love director's cuts of films. I also love extended versions as well as theatrical versions. It's nice to see different things. Usually I prefer a director's cut or an extended version because while a lot of times things are cut for time or story pacing in a theatrical version, 
it's nice to experience that extra little bit of character moment that you may not have received with an original version of a film. Is this preview version of Ghostbusters one that I'm going to be watching on a regular basis? No, I'll still always turn to the original theatrical version because it's a complete version of the film. It should also be mentioned and probably unsurprising to most that this is in very rough shape. It would have been nice for them to actually have it in a anamorphic version, but yet we don't get that here. Instead, it is letterboxed in addition to having bars on both sides of the movie. If you want to go ahead and zoom in on your TV, that works perfectly well. The only thing about that is it may actually cut off some of the film and it makes a already rough looking version of Ghostbusters look even more rough. Either way, it is definitely watchable. It's just disappointing that while we do have it in standard definition, I wasn't expecting high definition in any way. I just wish Sony would have made it anamorphic. That would have been nice. Honestly though, that's a minor complaint. This is something that I don't think I would have ever thought Sony would have released a version of Ghostbusters in a shape like this. The Ghostbusters Ultimate Collection really is a release for the fans, or at least that's the way I feel about it. One of the nice things about the movie is that while a lot of the special effects are missing, we do get the original voice of Gozer at the very end. I don't know if it's the actress that is playing Gozer, or if it's simply another voice actress, but it's kind of cool to see Gozer in a different light. It's also a nice reminder that things go through many changes from original cuts of films, work prints of movies, to final product that we actually receive. There was a release of Ghostbusters 1 and 2 on 4K maybe a year or two back. That particular release included a whole bunch of deleted scenes that were never before seen. So this is another example of a release including stuff that made me want to rebuy it. Plus I didn't own it on 4K at that point. The surprising thing to me is that some of the deleted scenes from the original Ghostbusters film were actually included in this preview cut. But there were also some deleted scenes that appeared to be chopped off before this preview cut of the film was even compiled. I don't know which came first, because there is that one deleted scene in the original Ghostbusters that was a pretty big deal, and that was one of their first cases. It also shows the stance getting a BJ from a ghost at a different moment in the movie and a different location. Of course, none of that stuff is essential, it's just comedic and pretty much ridiculous. But the entire concept of Ghostbusters is ridiculous, but then again, it's also great. And one of the more endearing things that makes Ghostbusters relatable and made them cinematic heroes is the fact that they were kind of the everyman, or at least Ernie Hudson's character of Zetamore was. There is one scene that I wish they would have kept in the original Ghostbusters film, and that's where Ecto-1 gets its time to shine a little bit more. It shows that the car itself could do a little bit more than just simply transport the Ghostbusters around New York. It's completely silent because the music is obviously meant to be a montage moment. It looks like Ecto is ready to assault a police officer who is giving them a parking ticket. It is hilarious that when he goes to put that ticket on the windshield, the ticket then proceeds to catch fire. That scene, of course, is easy to find on YouTube if you're looking for it, and I highly suggest you check it out because I thought it was a pretty great scene. 
I have no clue of why they didn't include that in the original version of Ghostbusters, but they really should have. So overall on the Ghostbusters preview cut, is it an essential watch? Must you watch it? No, definitely not. If you're a fan of Ghostbusters and you want to see a early version of the film and have a interest in the history of Ghostbusters, then yeah, definitely check it out. I know it may be a little bit on the difficult side to find it now because it seems like the set is sold out and being sold at ridiculous prices, but I expect nothing less from the horrible scalpers that exist, only to buy things up so people can't get them so that they can profit. I understand it's a free market, but it's kind of a scumbag thing to do. One of the other special features that's included is the Ghostbusters TV version. A lot of people may have grown up seeing that version, and if you want to watch that version, it's on there as well. I believe that that is also presented in standard definition, which again is no surprise. I don't know if it's anamorphic or not. I would imagine since this is a version that was cut for TV, it's most likely in full frame format. There's also a holy grail of Ghostbusters 2 deleted scenes on the other special features disc, which I had no idea that some of these things existed, such as Eugene Levy's character from Ghostbusters 2. And you're probably asking yourself, well, where was Eugene Levy in Ghostbusters 2? Well, he was deleted from Ghostbusters 2, but his scene or scenes, as I have not checked it out yet, are here on the Ghostbusters 2 special features disc. It really is a great set that Sony put out. I can't wait to dive deeper into some of the documentaries on Ghostbusters. Yes, some of them appeared on previous releases. Some of them are updated now for the new Ghostbusters Afterlife release. The actual packaging for the Ghostbusters Ultimate Collection is really nice in my opinion. It's a little bit on the cheap side, but at least the cardboard is pretty sturdy. And when you open it up to take out all of the discs and even the special features book that's included that has the actual Ghostbusters shooting script, you get a Ghostbusters logo in the back and it glows green. It's a nice little Easter egg, even though it was announced that it was going to light up with some LEDs beforehand. Seeing it here in person made me smile when I saw it. It's even more surprising that the cardboard that this is made out of was so sturdy that it managed to make it to me completely undamaged. I don't know if anyone else out there has had any issues with Amazon and receiving damaged packages, but it seems that every time that I order something from Amazon, it's usually damaged because they usually ship things in the biggest mailing bag that I've ever seen in my life not caring how it gets delivered to the customer. I have to tell you that when I received this and I saw that it was shipped in one of the world's largest mailing bags, my heart sank and I thought the worst, but it actually arrived in great shape and it looks really nice on a shelf. If you can find this set, I highly recommend buying it. It's a great set, especially for Ghostbusters fans. If you're not a huge fan, then it's not a big deal. But if you want all those bells and whistles and all those special features and a nice true look into the history of Ghostbusters, this is definitely the set you want. I know that people complain that Ghostbusters Answer the Call was not a part of the set. It's included as a digital copy. You know my thoughts on that film by now. I'm not going to repeat them, especially if you listen to past episodes or even listen to some of Inner Honest Opinion. 
where we talk about Ghostbusters, but this is a set that is honoring the original films, not the Paul Feig reboot. That was a reboot. It has nothing to do with the original Ghostbusters franchise. So why in the world would it be included? Well, they included a 4K digital copy and that's okay by me. I did redeem it and maybe someday I will give the movie another attempt to win me over. Does Ghostbusters Answer the Call have to win me over? No, it doesn't because it does have its fans and that's fine. If you like the movie, by all means, continue to like it. But don't complain that it's not in a set that's actually honoring the original films as well as the new one. Answer the Call is not forgotten, it's still there. I myself am truly happy with my purchase. I think it was a little bit high when it was originally announced at $150. I think the $99 price point is probably the right price for this set. And if you can find the set for that price or a little bit cheaper, then I say definitely jump on it especially if you are a fan of physical media and you're a huge Ghostbusters fan. Please don't pay those scalper prices. This is one of those sets that gives me a nice little reminder that maybe physical media isn't dead just yet. I'm going to close out tonight's episode. As a reminder, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Adam underscore analyzes. If you don't do the whole social media thing, go ahead and drop me an email at adamanalyzespodcast at gmail.com. If you need to catch up on past episodes, you can do so at adamanalyzes.com. And if you're enjoying my podcast, why not tell a friend about it? Tell two friends for that matter. Or if you do have a free moment, I would greatly appreciate it if you would leave a five-star rating at the podcast listening platform of your choice. It'll allow me to reach new listeners as well as continue to create new content. But with that being said, be kind and good night.